an influencer or whatever. Um, and so it's, it's as much as you get more opportunity to get out there, you're also a really little fish in a really big pond. Um, coupled with that, then, yeah, you've, you've got to put yourself out there. Uh, you've got to put yourself out there potentially on YouTube. You could go viral. You could go viral for the right reasons. You could go viral for the, for the wrong, wrong reasons. We've discussed that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would probably contend it's probably harder now on people's health mentally and physically in many ways to to uh be a musician these days i mean and so would, would you put down that I, I mean i'm taking what you've said there maybe sure. i'm adding two and two and coming up with five but would you say that a big part of that is down to modern society the internet social media society hey great word that's <laughs> great word yeah yeah sure i mean i mean we, uh, these days obviously everything's become really really polarized for example so i mean you know if you if you put out something that's rem remotely pol uh, political it can go real sideways so i think i think especially now it's it's kind of really at kind of a critical point you put yourself out there well you've got to be prepared if you're putting something like for example political out there if you take a side and and people don't like it you can, you're going to get called a bigot or you're going to get called a snowflake or something like that and you know that's going to hit a lot of people really really badly i suppose if you really want it you've got to be prepared for the fact that yeah you're going to possibly go through some even if you're perfectly mentally healthy before if you're going into this lifestyle there's a good chance that you're, you're going to get hit pretty badly with some, some let's issues. Let's. I mean, we we've got uh, we've got the cover up coming up very shortly, which is one of my favourite features on the show. But just before, let's kind of let's start to break down some of these issues that um, Help Musicians UK have identified. Um, talk about uh, money issues yep. due to uh, poor pay, expensive equipment, unpaid expenses. Um, okay. let, let's talk about that first of all because you've actually written a fantastic article Today. on uh, making-noise.com um, that is from just a guitarist's point of view of how to get kind of get gig ready and a lot mm. of that does come down to equipment and kind of funding and, and, and things like that so sure. how, how big an effect do you think finances have on mental health in the music industry? I mean I mean, outside of the music industry, how much do the finances have an effect on your normal day life? Absolutely. So if you're trying to make it in the music industry where, you know, the, the odds are against you, let's face it. You know, the, the odds are against you. I mean, you you might come out with a masterpiece and no one will ever hear it. You know, you might, you might uh, be absolutely crap, but somehow make it, whereas there's that guy that's next to you that's, that's busted in balls just to make it anywhere and he can't ever get anywhere because you've gone viral, you yeah. know? That's got to be difficult, but I mean, finances are huge. I mean, just to get the equipment ready, if you're if you're, a, it's, you've got to put so much in just to get very little out. At the end of the day, I mean, you, just from a guitar alone, you're talking the guitar itself, the amplifier, you know, the, the accessories that come with it, the the, the cables, the, the, the everything like that. That that's going to cost a lot of money. Then you and, and then you've the got practice. the expenses of actually getting to <laughs> the event, fuel. Yeah. Um, a car, a car. You know, it, it, it's it's that old one that perhaps scraper uh, exhaust behind you. Ben. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right. Been there, done that. Right. But packing five thousand pounds worth of equipment into your five hundred pound car, traveling one hundred and fifty miles to play to a gig that pays fifty quid. If that, when did if, we get paid fifty quid? I mean, I can't even tell you. Two, Did you keep the money? Two, three times. Uh, no, it went on the bar. It went on the bar. Oh, okay. I, no, I Give don't me a break. I don't remember. 
probably for good reason. But, but yeah. it, it's it's it's. I mean, I was lucky that I was a vocalist in that I had very little equipment. I had very little talent very little role in the band um other than just turning up and entertaining it was it was everybody else that had the hard job so the finances never affected me because um you know i guess what i'm saying is that i can't really weigh in on it well other singers might invest into the band so, oh okay so there's that wow so yeah but i, I mean it's, it's going to be an expensive venture for anyone you know and and coupled with that the, the, like i said the odds are against you People are, at best of times, unwilling to pay or can be unwilling to pay. And that's not necessarily out of their fault. It's because people weren't doing amazing themselves in a lot of these venues and couldn't afford to pay a lot of the time. Yeah. And people weren't showing up. Maybe this will change now as we're coming out of this, you know, C word. And uh, and we're back into coronavirus. Let, let's just put it out there, just, just in case anyone's just joining now. We're not talking about that one. <laughs> the okay. C word? The C word. Mom. <laughs> um so yeah you know maybe they'll, they'll be and i have said this before i think there's going to be like a massive resurgence anyway and people are going to be going to see gigs a lot yeah i, th I think this is going I, to be the next party day i case. really really hope you're right we're going to be continuing uh the discussion on music and mental health we've got just under an hour left here on making noise on pure west radio do get in touch with us tonight at facebook.com forward slash pure west radio get in touch uh, give us your comments feedback we'll give you a shout out etc etc we're coming up to one of my favorite features on the show this evening it's the cover up we're going to hear two tracks now back to back that are a cover of a very well-known song that you may already recognized i've got two tracks coming up for you vintage postmodern jukebox featuring uh hayley reinhardt with creep and then we're going to hear uh, italian phil peretti with i was made for loving you originally by kiss really looking forward to this my favorite feature on the show i say it every week uh here it is here's the cover up we are Pure West Radio. When you were here before, I couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather, and I'm beautiful. I wish I was special You're so very special But
Your West Radio.
Phil Peretti there with I Was Made For Loving You. Before that, we had another amazing cover for you. On the cover-up with Vintage Postmodern Jukebox with Creep. Now, Tom, you've got something to uh, to say about that. Normally, this this is a really beautiful moment for me and Mark because normally you're sitting here quite nice Hello. and happily in the background. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> now, Tom, you're our producer. Hello, yes, and I you, am. You, you've got a story to tell of uh, a vintage postmodern jukebox, which was the first track we saw there uh, with uh, Creep, which was originally by mm, Motorhead. Creep? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, what was his name? <laughs> Radiohead. Radiohead, Radiohead, Radiohead. And, um, and, and oh the, the, sorry, the, 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 Absolute the, anthem. the, the cover was um, Vintage Postmodern Jukebox uh, featuring Hayley Reinhardt. Now, you've seen them, right? I've seen them. So I don't know much about uh, Kiss other than playing Guitar Hero, but Postmodern Jukebox I am aware of. Yeah. And I have had the, the privilege of seeing them in, in Bristol. Wow, that's so cool. And for those that might not know, Postmodern Jukebox, a band made up by Scott Bradley, and yeah. it's a collective of musicians. So when you see them on tour, you never really know what combination you're going to get. That's awesome. And uh, the, in Bristol, they had Casey Abrams, who made all about the bass, their, their vintage version of that popular and probably just before halfway through the show out walks Hayley Reinhardt which was not expected they kept it a secret for the whole time that, that was and, the singer that was just that was and she's amazing yeah she's so good and she comes out she's so elegant and sleek but she's got that voice that is so raspy but she's not even trying and uh, she blew away the hall uh, in Bristol it was it was fantastic I'm so jealous I'm yeah. so jealous I listened to them quite a few times now, and it's it's I can't get them out. I, I mean, it was you, Mark, that actually sent me that cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and you, like, I oh think I, I think if if I'm being honest, I think you sent me three or four different covers ready for the cover up, and obviously we have a few that are sent in mm-hmm. via uh, Pure S Radio and and straight through via uh, makinghyphennoise.com as well. And as the second I listened to that song, there was nothing else I was going to play on the cover up. Un. Same. Believable. Now on to Phil Peretti. Uh, Phil is uh, is Italian, massive Kiss fan, much like myself, and he absolutely embodies Nailed Kiss. It. Now, obviously, we're only listening there to to the audio. Now, I've seen the video to that. Now he does that in full on Paul Stanley Star Child makeup with the Amazing. black and white. And honest That's to right. God. If he's not playing for Kiss within the next ten years, then um, do you remember that advert with um, with the Halifax guy? Yeah. Do you remember, like, well, yeah, if yeah. if I'm telling you a lie, then my name ain't Brown. That, that's <laughs> me. If if that's a lie, then my name's not Rob. What I mean, a it is. I. I <laughs> what a reference! Really bring him back. <laughs> it's gotta be <laughs> <laughs> that Halifax advert. I saw him on like a dating <laughs> show recently on like Channel Four. What? Honestly, the guy. The guy. Remember, like. Um, Oh my goodness! What was it called? There, there was one woman, right? I'm, I'm gonna try and um, justify it now. There's one woman, and she invited like six men into her house and decided which men she was gonna end up with. <laughs> and one of them was was this guy. Quality TV. That, from the Halifax outfit. For the Halifax, and he he literally walked into the kitchen. He was like, "Listen, you might recognise me from, uh, from <laughs> like he he wasn't holding back. He, he was using and her. abusing. Uh, needless to say, he uh, the, the the woman didn't choose uh, <laughs> didn't didn't choose. I think it was was that. his name Harold Brown or something like that. Um, the she, advert maybe. I don't she, know if that was no, that was his legitimate name. And and like on the advert, but like he actually worked for Halifax oh, yeah, as like did. a manager, and they were like. Hey, um, you know we need somebody for the advert. Um, do you know anyone? And he's like, Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll come on and, and do a little rap. 
and then he moved on to bigger and better things a dating yes. show on, dating on, shows on channel 4 on, on and channel that was four. Ian's totally Made useful <laughs> useless information we've got a jingle for that somewhere uh, we're going to hear some more music for you now uh, we've got two tracks for you coming up uh, cancel out the noise by uh, mitchell evan and then deaf divine with no more tears don't forget if you do want your music played on making noise do drop us an email studio at purewestradio.com or making-noise.com drop us an email we'll get your music on the show Until you turned me around mm. I used to think I was nothing But look at this love we found
Divine there with no more tears. Absolutely loving it. Welcome back to Making Noise on Pure West Radio with me, Rob Parker. I'm joined in the studio by the ever-present Mark Price and producer Tom, who's uh, taken up a surprising role today as uh, as co-host, replacing Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Technical issues have, have done me a favour. Mike who? <laughs> Um, listen, we, we've been talking today. Uh, it's it's we're, we're kind of coming towards the end, or we're coming towards the end of Mental Health Awareness Week, and we've been talking about the correlation between music and mental health because musicians are three times more likely, apparently, according to uh, Musicians UK, to suffer from a mental health condition. Now, we've been asking, can music cause? mental health and um one of the things that we've been discussing is money and we were talking earlier mark uh, you're a musician um i was gonna say like myself but i'm not i just i'm a vocalist so i've got a microphone and and that's it in terms of in terms vocal of equipment cords, mate. vocal cords are your music yes no. but when but when we're talking about um music and money and equipment etc um i'm maybe not one of the um the, the the best people to to discuss that now i do have a caveat to um one of the the kind of issues um that were put to us by help musicians uk one of the issues that that they approached was about music and um i'm pretty sure if i can find it they talked about uh, money worries due to poor pay expensive equipment unpaid travel expenses as well as juggling several jobs to pay for their music career now I'm going to put something forward. It might be a little bit sensitive, but I feel like it's our place to discuss it. If we're going to talk about money issues and mental health, how do we then um, approach the issues of maybe well-known musicians who have suffered from a mental health condition and in some cases even unfortunately taking their own life? Chester Bennington to name one, um, Cobain from Nirvana to name another. Now, money issues was one that was absolutely, I'm going to make the assumption, not an issue. Um, so 
Is is that is that a fair argument? Well, the, I mean, well, to to caveat that to say if if I, one think, of, I think money issues are, are one element of what can potentially make someone uh, suffer negative mental health. But I think in terms of in terms of people that even that raise to the top, you know, that that's one amongst many issues that can hit you. I mean, for one thing, with with a lot of these guys. Uh, they they had their battles with with sort of like uh, dependence on drugs and alcohol, and those stem from issues maybe that that could have come from a childhood or or being in the in the business of the music industry. That's something that you adapt along the way. You know, a lot of these musicians, they're doing like you know six seven shows a week, maybe more. You know, maybe you could jump in the bus going straight to another one. They've got to keep some. They've got to keep themselves awake. They're going to be taking things. They're going to be doing things, and then they're going to be which, partying afterwards. Which, you know, which like, is not to interrupt you which is another aspect of this study yeah. um there, there are so many things that i think you know same as anyone i mean there are so many things that can hit you and and, and suddenly give you a, 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 a i guess a breakdown in terms of your mental health and I, I think when you're on the road as well especially if you're on the road constantly as well and there's there's all this pressure then to live up to your like for example previous album whatever yeah there are so many there's in the case of chester bennington that was one of the first people i think i cried at like I was usually very good when it came to like like you know celebrities passing away and stuff. It was you know okay, well that's very tragic, and that was the one for me. That was that's the thing that made me cry. And it was so, I think tragic in so many ways because I think if you if you look back, you can kind of see it like little messages throughout this music and then in interviews, and you start looking too much into it and stuff like that. And all these questions are raised, and you know you see Lincoln Parker forever changed, his kids are left, you know, but. but you know, how do you deal with that? How do you, do we, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with someone, for example, in Chester Bennington's case, the guy that had it all? Okay. You know? Do we, as fans, as listeners, uh, do we have a duty, an obligation to reach out when we are hearing things, listening to things? Do, do we have a duty to, to listen out and reach out and, and maybe, um, you know, express um, our support? Sure. Absolutely. You know, when, when we I live in, you should always <coughs> express your support for for uh, the musicians you love, without becoming like you know over invasive and trying to get into their house or whatever, <laughs> which is in, in itself like a, a separate issue. Massive thing apparently with YouTube is they have a huge problem with people like basically just showing up at their house. I guess because they have like so much more of what seems like a personal experience, you mm. know, with with the. Um, and that kind of extends to musicians anyway, because a lot of them use like Instagram and they're using so much more of a personal approach. That actually, yeah, they're going to get so much of that support, but they're also going to see a lot of that hate so much faster than they would have, like t even ten years ago. Let's face it. You mentioned something there, Mark, um, a, a while ago in the conversation. I'll say, um, I say you mentioned something. You hinted um, at maybe substance misuse, uh, drugs, and alcohol were also mentioned in, um, sorry, as links to the causes of mental health for musicians. While forty-five percent of those who were surveyed had experienced problems with alcohol, only around 7% uh, say that it was a frequent problem. Just 25% of reports um, said that drugs or substance, mis sorry, substance misuse abuse, uh, with less than 2% saying that it was a frequent problem. So maybe it's not something that maybe is as much of an issue as, as one would assume. I think if we were maybe having a conversation with somebody that was not as involved, they might make the assumption, well, you're in the music industry, drugs and alcohol are a massive impact. I'll be honest, um, a third of my life has been spent in the music industry, mm -hmm. um, on tour, at gigs, things like that. I 
I wouldn't say that I have a massive um, what what would the word be exposure to um, you know alcohol. I don't I don't know about you. No, I mean I mean we uh, well I suppose from a personal thing we we without getting too into it. Yeah, I mean we we had a good time. Yeah, we without getting without getting too into it. We we definitely had a good time when we were doing our little thing. But yeah, I mean it's it, like I said, it's one of so many different factors. I think you know it can be a problem, but I think you know there are a lot of people out there that that can control themselves. On yeah, it and and no, it probably isn't. As I think sometimes it's it's used as kind of maybe a way to stop people from oh you might get into drugs and oh you might you never know. But no, I mean for a lot of these people, they are very much professionals going in to do a job. They're not going to, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily go into the office and get completely rat assed before, you know, before doing it. Well, you might do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people do. But do you do that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no comment. But a lot of musicians are probably the same. I think that it can be an effect on, you know, it can be a factor in their lives. Yeah. You know, especially if you are, for example, getting bigger and things are getting offered to you and you're out on the road and maybe you need to take that extra little thing to, to carry on. I think it is very much overblown to an extent on on how rife it potentially is but it's again it's one of those those factors again i think like a lot of pressure comes from trying to live up to expectations let's say that you made it viral you know god forbid talking like sort of contemporary issues these days let's say you made it viral you know how do you live up to that then or how do you live up to the next thing how do you keep going mm. you know that there are there are people out there for example the um how was it the guy that did uh, the uh Ah, oh, the, the the wailing song. What's it? Uh, once there once it, was a ship. Nathan Evans. That's it. You know, he's gone massively viral now. Can he? You know, can he keep it going? What does that do to you if you can't? You know, if you've made it and you're almost there and you almost grabbed it and then you've got to keep that going again. I mean, the, the pressure. Yeah, I mean, the dude has now just signed a, a kind of multi-million pound record deal. He's now got to live up to what he has produced. Yeah. Um, and the, the kind of maybe the worrying thing in in that circumstance is that in in that sea shanty, just as an example, um, he hasn't produced it. You know that that was something that that was made in in the I believe like eighteen eighties or something like that. He's just covered it; it's gone viral. How well, he made it, he how how made how it then do you live up to that though? How then do you write I mean, something yeah. to go up yeah, to guess, that? I mean, if you're not, I'm guessing he's not going to be doing like sort of sea shanty based it's, music. It's, for the rest it's, of it's it is it is worrying. Um, sexual abuse, bullying, and discrimination um, are other things that were mentioned in this study, which I I don't I. <laughs> correct me you know feel free to shoot me down both of you um but i don't feel that that's something that, that we should go into too much because i do believe that that is something that is experienced in everyday line of work not to kind of poo-poo it you know it, it, it's awful where you know if, if you I think are that's a, i think even in itself that is a massive other conversation that you could probably have and i think it does very much interlink with music and yeah about I, I i think any any profession you, you know we, we're witnessing it at the minute in um in professional sport football as you know as an example they're, they're taking the knee um and and actually we are seeing a massive increase in uh reported um cases of uh homophobia racism discrimination um and and is that and, and i hate to say it is that an occupational hazard do, do, do you do you have to go into <clears throat> the music industry as an example or or any other industry where you are putting yourself out there and almost expect a small form of sexual abuse 
uh, bullying, I, discrimination, I, I racism, homophobia, the job, whatever it may it? be. I mean, the whole thing, Why? whether people should, ha should, you know, expect to have it and should face it, that's a whole other discussion in itself as well. You know, you know, yeah, this is going to happen. If you're going to put yourself onto a public forum, if you're going to put yourself out there, if you're going to be a public figure, then, yeah, you are more than likely going to get some form of abuse, be it sort of sexual or racism or, or whatever. The question is, you know, is that justified? Is that is is that just yeah an occupational hazard? Do you have to live with that, or or should I don't know the answer? I think that in and of itself is. I it mean, there isn't an answer. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. I think you know, you guys in this do that. If anybody is at home listening yeah, and wants you, to weigh in, yeah, please where, where get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash. I suppose that goes down. It goes down the, the the whole route of like the hate crime and the, and the hate speech and stuff like that. And where's the line drawn? And where's it's, free speech um, drawn? And it's about time we listen to some more music now. We're going to hear uh, Post Profit featuring uh, Jonathan Jordan now with Better Off. We'll be back uh, to finish off the discussion before we uh, before we sign off with music from Images of Eden and Kissing Candace. Uh, do get in touch with us, facebook.com forward slash purewestradio, makinghyphennoise.com, weigh in on the discussion this evening and forevermore. Um, we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, we're going to hear uh, Better Off now by uh, Post Profit featuring Jonathan Jordan.
Better off there, post-profit featuring Jonathan Jordan. Absolutely fantastic here on Pure West Radio. Unsigned, unbelievable, and undiscovered. Um, let's discuss the, the, the concept of um, musicians or, or people who are maybe, let, let's say, more creative, uh, being drawn to music as an expression, right? Um, because I, I do believe that... Do do I believe that there is a correlation between music and mental health? Yes. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that music is a cause. I actually feel like it's it's the opposite. Personally, I feel that it is the um, relief. It's it's tortured souls, as we've just discussed off air. Um, it, it, it's people who um, are longing for a form of expression from the torture that they maybe uh, perceive through whatever of of the options that that we've maybe discussed tonight. Yeah. What's interesting, when you Google music and mental health, it comes up with all the positive benefits yeah. of music yes. and mental health. But of course, part of, that, part of that positivity is that you're relating to someone that's gone through your own experience. Yeah, sure. But it wasn't the music that led that person to that experience. It was their experience, experience. that led to the music, of which course. is what resonates with the fan base. And then Rob just mentioned there about the tortured souls. It's kind of, and you mentioned it earlier, they then need to revisit that regularly. Every single time. Yeah, every single time. And then you find that identity crisis then. It's like, well, what am I if I'm just this constant reminder of the expression that I just had to get out of my body? Yeah. And how do you, like, then when you start to evolve then? Because we... We were saying about, I think, I think it's a Chester Bennington being like quite a recent example is probably quite a good example to bring up. Again, you know, all of us here, we love Chester Bennington. We all love Lincoln Park and, and everything. It's very, very, very upsetting to see him go. And we, we're talking a little bit about like sort of identity as you start to move up and you, you, you start to get away from those songs that maybe you did 15, 20 years ago and you, you're starting to change your identity. And then I, I've always kind of had a feeling that maybe a, a little bit of the fact that they went into Chester Bennington's unfortunate passing was the fact that, you know, Lincoln Park had changed so much over the years. And I, I personally loved it. I thought, you know, they, they made big changes to their music. They're evolving. They're, nothing should stay the same forever. Nothing does stay the same forever. And it's the same with Lincoln Park. But I think a lot of people had an issue with that. And I think they had an issue with it, maybe with... Well, there, there were two such convergent styles with um, Mike Shinoda being hip hop, and yeah. you had um, is it Joseph Hahn on the on the on decks the and stuff, the like, decks, yeah. that, and then you had Chester who was so new core through the middle of that yeah. that there was always going to be a clash, and they they, they once it leaked that they were actually formed as a band, there was uproar at that in the first oh what they they, they weren't a garage band, they were actually brought together by by an organisation. People hated them on that, and then they started doing the rehash series. Of the first albums, it was like, well, what's this? Yeah, like we, we liked um, crawling and we liked Papercut. Yeah, um, and then in the end was their breakthrough on to like mainstream media, but that wasn't anything like crawling or um, it was it was a softer touch. Yeah, but it suited Chester down to the ground. What about what what about the issue of music being a drug in itself? Okay, so there is an issue that I see, and this is maybe one of the issues um, that maybe I can relate to. Okay, so you know, you're turning up to a gig, um, you play to whether it's ten people, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, whatever it may be. You come off stage, and that's where I see uh, the potential issue with music and mental health. It's the come down. It's, it's you. You exit the stage during that time that you're on stage be it 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, you are in an alternate reality. You are a completely different person. You're expressing yourself. All of your issues and problems are are put aside. And then you come off the stage and it's almost like you're in a complete, dare I say it, come down. 
And mm. um, picture this as well as an added little thing on top of that. Like as you then you know age and mature, and and your band ages and matures. That unfortunately, as with anything, things can start to do, to to happen, and not as many people maybe start turning up. Like that drug that you've been getting for the last fifteen years. You're getting less of it now. Yeah. You're getting less of that drug because you know the crowd being here, the massive stadiums and stuff like that. that that's going to be huge, and then suddenly that's starting to disappear yeah. as well. And I think maybe, for example, with in the case of Lincoln Park, even though they had still had these massive, massive still shows within somewhere there, there was this kind of like eternal fight then, where, like you say, this drug that you had, where where you were part of this massive, bigger movement, uh, is starting to kind of shy away a little bit. Maybe that's. Again. Well, even as recently as last week, Chris Martin from Coldplay was on the radio, and he was he was over COVID. They haven't been able to sell out stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Like they sold out big stadiums, and uh, even he said he was a bit he was a bit flippant about it. But I, it's, there's no element of truth in anything that's said. And he was like, "Who am I if I don't have seventy thousand fans scream, <laughs> screaming Coldplay?" And that, that's somebody I mean, with with everything that they want at their fingertips. Yeah. you know they they've got no worries <laughs> about. It's quite flippant. You could take that the wrong way. I think. Who am I without seventy thousand people in the door? Mm. <laughs> But, but, but I, 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 I was going to say I relate. I don't relate at all. So <laughs> I've never had seven fans and mine seventy thousand. But but I understand the the concept behind the comments. Um, if you haven't got that rush, if you haven't got that adrenaline regularly, what happens? What's next? You can um, see in like the microcosm of of YouTube as well. I mean, I bring I bring up YouTube all the time, but I think it's a really good case study because I mean, th there things happen so much faster, right? Yeah. You know, things happen so much faster. So you actually see it happen in real time, where someone kind of goes massive, massive, gets millions of subscribers, and then before long, they kind of lose relevance really quickly. And yeah. I think that you or, can see like they start to do some really some risky stuff. Yeah, really yeah. desperate stuff. Actually, Jake Paul, he went. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Mike off, Mike off. Drove into LA with a blindfold on. What can you do that's oh more desperate than that to try and get some attention here? You know what I'm saying? But Maybe fight like a professional boxer or. Well, that's, 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 his brother. <laughs> that's his brother that's doing that. That's Logan that's doing that. I, I just, I can't but yeah, stand there, the There's the example. You need that. You need to constantly battle that, that fight of, of relevance. How do you keep outdoing yourself? Mm. There's only so far you can go. And on the musicians level i guess after a while after so many years especially I, the bigger I, you are they say, I, I, do, are I do i do i do have maybe i do have a an argument maybe against um that statistic of musicians being three times more likely to suffer from a mental health condition and i wonder whether uh, musicians are three times more likely to suffer from a mental health condition because they already do and they are drawn well, that's, that's towards music they are anyway. drawn towards music as an expression um like and, and therefore that statistic is muddied by that fact what what, what do you think yeah I, I i like i said at the beginning i think if you're going if you're a creative there's definitely a correlation between that and and probably having some kind of or will be struggling or have struggled at some point with mental illness whether that's something that that goes on for for a long time or is just something that you, you've had for a little while you you reflect on maybe it was something you had as a kid and you reflect on and that's how you you come out with your creative yeah i suppose the difficulty then is that you've relied on that creativity other people resonated it you get that fame and mm. um, similar to what we mentioned earlier and if you then want to reinvent yourself that's not what people want no exactly you've moved on but you've... other people not haven't 
really. Yeah. No. And so you can't live up. I guess you can't but, constantly keep on living up to that. Yeah. And then that risky behavior in YouTube, as a musician's point of view, you, you, you're stuck where you are. Yeah. And um, if you can't sustain that, then you, you've lost your livelihood. And that, I mean, again, I'm, this is the thing that we, we, we kind of got to capitalize on here. That, again, that's another small factor, a very big factor in a, in a group of factors that make up mental health in, in terms of in the context of musicians and, and everything like that in terms of music. You know, it's one factor in, in what can contribute to to being a pretty, I guess, really heavy, intense and hard lifestyle. You know, where you're just you're just trying to get up every day and, and make something of yourself in the music industry. You've got to accept that. Yeah. If you if you struggle, you're, you're going to be reliving that mental health experience over and over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it takes a huge amount of strength and support to step yeah. out of what you're known for, I think. Absolutely. So I, I think we should definitely make the effort as fans to to pay homage. Not just, I mean, this this goes to everyone, doesn't it? Make sure you talk to your friends, talk to your family. And yeah, send some love and support to your fans, uh, to your to your favourite bands, to, to the people out there that mean something to you. Absolutely. I think that's a really, um, a really nice place to leave. I think there's a lot more to be said, but I don't feel like there's a lot more that we can say. Um, we will maybe revisit this in... In a making noise off the record podcast which you can find at making noise.com until then uh, i've been rob parker your host for this evening i've been joined by tom and mark uh, we'll be back um next month and we'll we'll be discussing more important issues in music we'll be playing lots more unsigned and undiscovered music uh, you'll listen to pos radius is making noise we've got two tracks coming for you back to back images of eating and kissing candace and we'll see you soon all the best see you guys bye now Take care.
Jesus. 